This is the Jeff Merrick Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. And boy, oh boy, do we uh, have a lot of things to go over today. There are a number of games going on in the NHL this evening, including, well, there's eight games tonight, including Hughes and Hughes versus Hughes. We've seen three brothers compete in games before. We'll run down the uh, the list of uh, those that have competed before. Um, we've seen it happen before, but we haven't seen the two Hugheses face off against the one Hughes. So two Hughes East versus one Hughes West as New Jersey faces off against the Vancouver Canucks later on tonight. Uh, you can call that the marquee matchup of the evening, the uh, the game that has the most intrigue and most his, uh, historic significance in it. Uh, but before we get to tonight, and before we get to Elliot Friedman, who checks in from Seattle, where the uh, Board of Governors uh, Day 2 uh, meetings are happening, um, last night, a couple of things. One, congratulations, Victor Hedman, game number 1,000. Really a nice touch. Tampa Bay Lightning players all coming out with 1,000 on the backs of their sweaters. That was a really nice touch. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning win 4 nothing over the Dallas Stars. Uh, Anthony Sorelli with a pair, Kucherov with 1 plus 1, and then someone, well, Andre Vasilevsky was getting interviewed afterwards to put it bluntly, drop their ass during the interview. Ha, 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 we're all 12 years old. The big story, though, coming out of last night, and we'll talk to Andre Tournier, head coach of the Arizona Coyotes, coming up in a little bit here. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes. The game of the night, the one where we said to ourselves, okay, can they really do this? Can they knock off the last five Stanley Cup champions? They've beaten Vegas. They've beaten Tampa. They've beaten Colorado. They've beaten St. Louis. Could they beat the Washington Capitals? And we got our answer early. We got our answer in the first period. 5 nothing after the first. Nick Schmaltz with two goals in this one. Logan Cooley kicks off the scoring with his third. Michael Carcone, the, uh, this year's version of Daniel Sprong, as someone tweeted me the other day, and it's true. He barely plays 11 minutes of ice time a game, and he's already got 12 goals. All he does is produce. Got another goal last night. Schmaltz, awesome. Jason Zucker scores. Nick Budstad uh, adds the sixth. The insurance sixth goal. And the Arizona Coyotes complete the sweep of Stanley Cup champions. That is um, that is a string unmatched in the history of hockey, doing something like that. And front and center Connor Ingram, who we talked about the last couple of days here and on the podcast, uh, the first star of the week in the NHL, continued his excellent play. Uh, Andre Tournier comes up in hour two. Uh, also last night in that same game, and this has been coming for a while, let's be honest. Uh, this has been an issue for a while, let's be honest. This may be a factor why Alex Ovechkin is stalled at five goals this season and his chase for Wayne Gretzky's goal record seems stalled, let's be honest. We all know where the Capitals think this should head, let's be honest. And here's the news. Evgeny Kuznetsov scratched last night in the game against the Arizona Coyotes. We've talked about the whispers about trades with Kuznetsov, the desire to get him going again, how important it is to get him going again for the Washington Capitals. Spencer Carberry saying he needed to take a mental break. Not great for the Washington Capitals. Um, but as we mentioned, the story coming out of last night was the Arizona Coyotes. Beat the Washington Capitals 6 nothing. and uh, they are on a heater, as we like to say. In the meantime, we head to Seattle now, where the Board of Governors are meeting. Today is day two, and uh, we'll see what comes out of it with Elliot Friedman from 32 Thoughts and Hockey Night in Canada. Hello, Fridge. 
Hello, Jeff. Good afternoon where you are. Good morning where I am. Yes, very nice. Um, a couple of things from yesterday, and then we'll get to today. Uh, saw your note, uh, your, your stand-up with Kyle Bukowskis yesterday in, in Seattle, and I guess the main thing coming out of yesterday, and again, don't write this one in pen, write this one in pencil, but it looks like uh, the salary cap goes up from 83.5 to 87.675. Is that the, the substantial bump that you thought it would be? It's kind of what I thought. If you if you read the memorandum of understanding uh, coming out of uh, COVID when they redid the CBA in 2020, it said if all the money that the players owed to the league and the owners was paid back, the cap would go up five percent this year or for next. Excuse me for next year, and that's happened, and we're expecting it. Now I saw some reports of 87.7. But I think that might be rounding. I'm going to double check that today. Uh, if you if you read the CBA, unless they're making an agreement to modify it, and at this point in time, I am right. not aware of the league and the players' association doing that. I I believe 87.675 is going to be the number. You know, whenever you hear a number like that or the cap going up and sort of a a confirmation that it's going to go up a a significant amount, one of the things that I always wonder about is, does that usher general managers into action? Like, And by that, I mean, now do we see, now that owners have or, or managers have a better sense of how much money they can play with starting next season, do we start to see more signings? You know, pending UFAs, guys in the last year of a contract, do we start to see GMs, you know, get more into action here? I think so. I I think that will, I mean, you know, some teams will have a better idea of, well, I should say everybody will have a better idea of what they're going to be able to do and what's possible. You know, a team like, um, you know, Edmonton has that big bonus for Connor Brown. So they'll have an understanding of, you know, what that means and what kind of room they will or will not have. Um, you know, so yes, I I definitely think that's, and also don't forget that January 1st, if you have players on one-year deals, that's when you can start extending yep. them. So I, I do think that that becomes a factor in all of this, and people start to look at and say, okay, now I kind of have a better idea. You're, you're just waiting for that confirmation it is going to happen, so you don't box yourself into a corner in case it doesn't. You know, I can hear uh, Leafs fans either listening or watching right now saying, ask about Nylander. Uh, does that mean mm-hmm. the Nylander discussions get going, Elliot? I, I, think they've, I, I think they've been going on and off. Like, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I know they met at least face-to-face at least once in October. Um, I believe they've talked here and there. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm always careful about getting radioed or radioing myself. But I don't think it's ever really gone away. Yeah. I think it's just been on and off in periodic meetings and periodic conversations. Like, again, I, I don't necessarily think anything's close, but I don't think that talks have fallen apart either. Um, you know, the least know this is going to be a big number, and Elon has played his way into a bigger number than I think they initially hoped they were going to sign him for, but... You know, I, I think it's one of those things that's kind of been on and off, and um, you know, we'll see when they get to a point where they, where both sides really get serious about it. 
Okay, back to other issues coming out of the Board of Governors. Uh, the Sphere and the Draft. Listen, it's uh, really cool. Listen, we all saw, you know, the U2 residency and all saw videos, uh, how great it looked. And listen, this thing is, it looks tremendous. I can only imagine uh, what an NHL draft would be like inside of it. Uh, are they inching closer uh, to having the draft at the Sphere in Vegas? Well, I think what's going to happen today is they are going to present to them what they think it's going to cost. Um, and they're, I think they're going to see how everybody feels. Like it's been, you know, the, 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 the joke is that you're not getting uh, a friends and family discount from the owner of the New York Rangers to use this field. <laughs> That's the big joke that everybody is, is making here. So yeah. um, I, I think it's a situation, Jeff, where they kind of know what it's going to cost them. And they're probably and they're going to present it, and they're going to see what the reaction is. I think that's kind of what we're all expecting. I, I think there was some optimism that maybe they'd be able to announce it here, but until everybody hears what we're talking about, it's impossible to say that with any certainty. You know, it, it would sort of fit how the NHL has treated Vegas. I mean, they wanted to be first in, uh, and they were. Uh, mm-hmm. They wanted, you know, I would imagine they'd want to be first in to, to do something like a, like a draft at the Sphere. Like, it, I, I know the issue between, you know, Dolan and the NHL, and that one yeah. goes back years. Um, yeah. and I know that it's a, a difficult negotiation. Having said all that, it would sort of fit what the NHL prides itself on right now with Vegas, and that is being first to the ball, being first to the yes. dance. Yes, and I believe the NHL awards would be in L.A. Uh, at one of the theaters there. So it would be, mm-hmm. it's, it wouldn't be in the same city, but it would be not far uh, from each other. Um, so it's convenient in that way. But you're right. I, I think they're, you know, the... You know, we, we we rip on the league for things they get wrong, but one of the things they absolutely got right was Vegas. And uh, now, look, yeah. the NFL's there, Major League Baseball's going. Um, there's been a lot of reports that once the NBA gets its TV deal done, then they'll go to Vegas too. So they were ahead of the curve on that one, no question. And, uh, and uh, you know, I think I think I think a draft in this sphere would be really cool. I especially since it's going to be the last one before we decentralize it. What a way to go off! Mm. I, I absolutely love the idea. Any truth to the rumor that James Dolan has asked for an extra lottery ball if they uh, cut a deal for the sphere? Any truth to that one, Elliot? Can you suss that one out? I, I got I got to tell you, from what I've heard, like it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. Um, Okay, a couple more things here. Um, Any chatter about expansion or new owners or, you know, uh, update on what the market is like for for various NHL teams, either relocation or expansion? Anything there? Well, I heard expansion did come up yesterday briefly. Um, that, uh, that Batman told the owners that, yes, they get a lot of expressions of interest, but no, there's nothing on the front burner right now. I think we kind of have to wait and see um, what happens with Arizona here. Um, you know, I know there have been some reports about, um, you know, the, about them having some new land possibilities. Look, forgive my skepticism on this, but... There have been so many false alarms over the year. I go over the years. I kind of wait till, until I see it, till I know for sure. Um, so I'll wait to see it and know for sure. But I'm sure we will be asking about Arizona today. Um, so you know, we'll see. 
we'll we'll see where that goes. Um, you know the the, but I don't think basically what I think is going on, Jeff, is that until they get that sorted out, they really, they, I, I'm not sure they're going to expand. I think they need to get, have some clarity on Arizona before we get to that point. Uh, Olympics. Olympic, yeah. Well, I don't know if I would say inching closer. I, I, they're going to talk about it today. I, I heard it came up either yesterday or in the package that was sent um, to all the teams with the agenda. And basically, what I heard was said was that uh, the uh, Batman reiterated that the players are very vocal about going. But the thing I heard that was really interesting is they had some feedback from their fans that their fans really wanted them to go. So, um, right. you know, it, it, it all works. It all comes down to making a deal with the, um, uh, it all comes down to making a deal with the IOC and the IIHF about the travel costs and the uh, insurance. Um, that tends to be, like, like any negotiation, that tends to go a lot of different directions. But it seems to me that everybody here recognizes this has got to happen. So usually I feel when there's a will, uh, there's a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand Michael Andlauer is making the rounds and being asked various questions. Uh, Eric Engels tweeting about this yesterday, uh, yeah. about the general manager search. And Andlauer, you know, used to be the minority owner with the Montreal Canadiens. He likes what they have there with uh, with Horton and Hughes and looking for something similar with the Ottawa Senators. Uh, what's been top of mind with, with Michael Andlauer and what's he, he getting asked the most about? And is he answered DJ Smith? Well, he did. He, he did this from yesterday, and he did talk about the 40 people in one row of those sections. Um, you know, you and I have talked about this uh, at length, and I really do believe that uh, this is what we're kind of discussing here, and that is that, you know, I think Michael Adlau... All right, we're going to give Elliot a call back. Um, just having a problem with his line in Seattle. Just talking about the Michael Andlauer situation. Andlauer, of course, the owner of the Ottawa Senators. And by the way, um, Senators get back to action tonight. They'll face off against the, oh, maybe the best team in the NHL, the New York Rangers. Um, so the Ottawa Senators have a couple of things on the front burner. There's the arena issue. Uh, there's the GM search. There are the howls for a new coach um, uh, from various fans. Uh, that go to home games and don't look now, but tonight is a home game. And interesting for the Ottawa Senators as well. Ottawa's only played 19 games. Like, leading into December, they've had a very light schedule, yet they find themselves uh, last place in the Atlantic. And so they have games in hand on everybody, but they find themselves struggling. They've put themselves very much into a hole. Sorry, Ellie, we've got you back in Seattle. Uh, You cut out when you were talking about, uh, about DJ Smith. Yeah, first of all, that was my fault, by the way, Jeff. Like, sometimes I like to take a chance that the phone will actually work in elevators, and this one was a fail. So that that one's on me, <laughs> okay. okay? Very good. Um, okay. Uh, right. You know, um, so the thing with DJ is that this is I, – I think Michael Anlauer understands that there are fans in Ottawa who've been through a lot with what's gone on with their team, but I think he feels very strongly – that um, what happened before cannot affect the way he runs his team. And, uh, like, guys, we've talked about that. We've talked about what we've heard he was told by the players. Um, It's, you know, I I just think that 
that's the answer here, Jeff, that he feels very strongly that, yes, uh, the fans are upset. Yes, the fans want to see more, uh, want to see more success. But, you know, like, he wants to do this properly. He wants to evaluate as he sees quickly. He doesn't want to be reactionary. And, you know, I don't know where this is going to end up going here. Look, they've got they got a big win the other night against Seattle. They they have a really tough schedule before the break. Oh, yeah. um, but I, I think you know, like, like one of the things I really feel strongly about is when you get into an organization, the the first thing you do shouldn't be clear everyone out unless you absolutely have to. You know, I, I think the best leaders walk in and say, I, I may have this opinion on the outside, but I want to see what it's like mm-hmm. on the inside. Like, if you take a look at the change at GM, he was prepared to keep Pierre Dorian all season until, you know, the penalty got announced from uh, the, the yeah. aborted trade. So, like, this is not a guy who's going to walk in and change people unless he's given a reason. And right now... I just think he wants to learn more about the whole situation and he wants to keep it calm and back down from that unless he has to. Okay, uh, off the Ottawa. Oh, by the way, what are we expecting today uh, out of the BOG? Uh, Do we suspect Gary Bettman, Bill Daly commenting, press conference, anything? Yeah, there will be a media conference at the end of the event. It's probably going to be about... uh, Somewhere around 3 o'clock Eastern time. Um, you know, I think okay. they'll talk about some of the stuff that was, you know, yesterday, some other stuff today, and uh, whatever other questions that uh, we come up with, which are always all genius. <laughs> I have nothing to declare other than my genius, Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Okay, um, about last night around the NHL, uh, a lot of eyes on that Arizona-Washington game. Could the Arizona Coyotes do it? Knock off yet another Stanley Cup champion, and they did. We got our answer early. Um, it was 5 nothing at the end of the first period. Nick Schmaltz with a pair of goals. Michael Carcone, uh, this year's version of Daniel Sprong, barely plays yes. 11 minutes. He's already got 12 goals. Yes. Um, it, it's a remarkable story, and, and front and center Connor Ingram again, uh, again the first star of the yeah. week in the NHL but one of the headlines coming out of the whole thing Spencer Carberry the head coach of the Washington Capitals scratching Yevgeny Kuznetsov you can't say that you didn't see it coming eventually but it's still harsh when it happens your thoughts on Kuznetsov and the Caps we'll get to the Coyotes here in a sec well anytime that a coach says we need a mental reset that tells you everything you need to know. And that is that it's yeah. beyond performance, and it's also about attitude. And that's what this was. Now, you know, we'll see. They've tried to trade him. Um, it's hard to do. He's owed a lot of money. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that simple. But I think you have to have a standard, right? What you expect mm-hmm. from a player and what they need to bring. And I heard that this had been bubbling and kind of boiled over a bit last week. So, I mean, look, like you're hoping he he responds, right? You're hoping that he gets to a point where um, he says, okay, I'm embarrassed. 
and they'll play better. But it's pretty clear that, you know, player and team are kind of really unhappy with each other. And, you know, I think what the Capitals kind of feel is, yeah, we know you're not thrilled with us, but you're making a lot of money and we expect something for that. And so, you know, we'll see. Like, Carberry was very politically correct, but you can tell by the quotes that they're really not pleased with him and they hope he responds a lot better. Uh, thought on the Arizona Coyotes, who, by the way, once again, looked absolutely gorgeous in those Kachina jerseys uh, and then just yeah. laid it on the Washington Capitals. I mean, this one was over quick. I mean, the Arizona Coyotes went to work at uh, Mullet Arena quickly on this one. you have a, a quick thought on the Coyotes before we move along? Well, I, I felt a little bad for Kemper because he took one for the team the other night in, in Vegas. Like, he wasn't feeling well and Lindgren was out and... The other goalie didn't get there for the warm-ups, so he had to play, and he played really well. And then last night, he just didn't have it. Um, I, I think, look, like, they're battling for their future. We all know that. Um, and the best way that you can battle for your future is give the fans a product that they want to see. And the Coyotes look pretty mm-hmm. good. They're heading in the right direction. Um, you know, you wandered on the pod if they're going to be a buyer and their GM is yeah. here. And I asked him that. I said, are you guys going to be a buyer? And, you know, he, he kind of hemmed and hawed and he was careful. But I think that, you know, like pure rental for a big price, I don't see it, but I do. Like, look, I I think that I've reported they were in on Hannafin. I think they're looking around. I do. I think they're. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he wants to pay a big price for a rental, but they're down a couple of players. Boyd got hurt. They could use some help. I think they're going to be looking around. Sean Dersey got hurt last night, got trucked by Tom That's Wilson right. uh, in the second period. So we'll see what's, uh, what happens there. You know, in a lot of ways, we just mentioned Connor Ingram a couple of seconds ago. This kind of was the night of the goaltender. Like, uh, Connor Ingram was outstanding again. Carter Hart was great as Philadelphia beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in overtime. Uh, Laurent Boissois with 42 saves. The Jets over the Carolina Hurricanes. Jordan Bennington was great in the St. Louis 2-1 to victory over the Vegas Golden Knights last night. Like, of, of all of those games, which one like, was there one that stood out most to you? Like, was it Brassois in Winnipeg? Was it Hart in Philadelphia? Anyone jump off the page for you? Because that last night was the night of the goalie. Well, Vasilevsky, because he got a clean by them. Uh, like, it was a revenge game, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the... Vasile, Vas- I, 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 again, like we're all 12 years old, like someone ripping one right beside him during the post-game interview yesterday just cracked up uh, everybody, and that continues today. But let's talk about Vasilevsky and the Tampa Bay. Like, no, you know what? You I know the there. tough thing about that is, is that it's like everyone's going to find out who that is, right? Of course. <laughs> like I know everybody Who's gonna is say? laughing about it, and it is funny, but now someone's going to get tagged with that forever. That's tough, man. Oh, I know. That's tough. That's going to be a harsh one. That's going to be tough. Yeah. 
That's where you, that, you know what? That's where you just need someone like Pat Maroon on the team to just wander by and go, that was me. Or a Joe Thornton yeah. wander by and go, that was me. And then the story will just die. Yeah. Um, Victor Hedman, game number 1,000. After the game, he said, yeah, it wasn't my best effort. Um, man, he's so honest and such a refreshing interview. Uh, all the team wearing, you know, wearing the, the 1,000 jerseys, 19, uh, number 77, just looked fantastic. Uh, Tampa comes back, beats the Dallas Stars 4-0 after a tough one on the weekend. Sorelli with a pair, Kucherov with two points as well, and Vasilevsky, as you mentioned, with 25 saves. Your thoughts on Tampa last night? Well, obviously, I mean, it was a big night for them. I love the 1,000 jerseys. I thought that was a great touch. Um, yeah. Look, they, they got their asses kicked. They got embarrassed. Yeah. What do, what do good teams do? They they find a way to come back and, and win. They make up for it. So I'm not surprised they showed up in a big way, not only because they lost because it was Hedman's big night. That's what a champion does. And – you know, like, I don't think a lot of us really know what to make of Tampa yet, what exactly we're dealing with here in terms of how good they are or aren't. But I'm not surprised in the least they show a lot of pride. And speaking of goalies, Jeff, you know, I, I woke up this morning and I checked my AHL transactions and I don't see Campbell yeah. called up yet. And I'm kind of wondering about hmm. this a little bit. I'm wondering if that... That game on Saturday night where he gave up one rough one and one weird one has just altered the plan a bit. Altered the plan or just hit pause on the plan? Well, it's like either one is acceptable. So I think he was supposed to come we'll see back. what happens up. there. Today? I, I think he was supposed to be back up this week. Okay, so we'll 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 see where that heads. Dustin Wolf, by the way, called up uh, Jacob Markstrom uh, with the fractured yes, finger. Broken He's finger. now week to yep. week for the Calgary Flames. There, they'll uh, face off against Minnesota later on tonight. But tonight, the big story is going to be Vancouver and New Jersey because ah, the Hughes brothers, all three of them, in action at the same time in the same game. So now the Hughes family. Has, uh, has, has climbed another rung on the hockey ladder, uh, the hockey royalty ladder. Yep. They will now join the Bouchers, the Cooks, the Bentleys, the Plagers, the Stastneys, the Sutters, and the Stalls and the Broughtons, three brothers in the same game, Elliot. Luke and Jack versus Quinn. Your thoughts on this one tonight? Well, I'm really happy for the family. Uh, I've dealt with them quite a bit over the years. Um, you know, really nice people. Um you know, I, I always say this, but what's every parent's dream to see their children have success? And, you know, all three of them have been, are in the NHL, and now they're all going to play against each other. Um, it's, it, you know, it's a family dream. Like, this is what, as a parent, this is all you want, is your, your kids to be healthy and well-adjusted and successful. And, you know, they, they've got all three of them here in the NHL, so... I'm really looking forward to the game tonight. I have no doubt that they are going to go after each other hard. Like it's going to be two versus one, and it's going to be, it's going to be for bragging rights. Like you've heard them talk about what they're like when they compete against each other. They play to win, and yep. I expect nothing different tonight. How much? How much is on the board? Both sides. I would bet. I would bet more than Zadorov, which is what what Kevin talked about the other night. 
That's a, that is a large number, Elliot Friedman. Also tonight uh, around the NHL, there's a lot of news coming out of Buffalo. So Tage Thompson appears on the ice today. He's going to play as the Buffalo Sabres face off against the Detroit Red Wings. It uh, looks like Patrick Kane is eyeing Thursday against San Jose, although it would have been poetic. Uh, Patrick Kane made his debut as a Detroit Red Wing against the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Uh, yep. Luka is sick. We saw Craig Anderson at the skate. Devin Levi has yep. been recalled. Alex Tuck is out seven to ten days with a hamstring. Um, Jordan Greenway is out with the upper body injury as well. Uh, as the Buffalo Sabres look to, like, I don't even know how to, how to describe it. You know, it's, uh, try to turn things around. Uh, halt the losing, uh, start to climb in the standings, get back to the place where we thought they could be. As I mentioned, Thompson's in. He's not going to center. He's going to play on the wing. But nonetheless, what do you make of this one? The Red Wings facing off against the Buffalo Sabres. Well, it's, it's been a real nightmare for the Sabres this year, right? And As you mentioned, they've got a lot of injury issues. Um, like, I started watching them a little bit, like just a little bit more closely. They are bleeding chances bleeding chances mm. right? on the rush in their own zone. The coverages are breaking down. Um, you know, those are things that you have to correct. You, you can't win unless you're a solid defensive team. And right now they aren't. Um, you know, Levi, you, you mentioned they, uh, they told him to move out of the crease. So now he's uh, silently protesting <laughs> and taking a civil disobedience to the face-off circle. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Like, like they, to me, were, it was Buffalo. They... Go ahead, bud. No, I was going to say where they, where they put the puck for offensive zone draws, but nonetheless, go ahead. Or defensive zone draws. Go ahead. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, they're too leaky. Like, we were talking about Edmonton earlier uh, this yeah. year. They were too leaky. These guys are too leaky, too. Uh, final thought on this one. It's a revenge game nationwide. Los Angeles Kings against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Front and center, Vladislav Gavrikov. Yeah. Revenge game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Listen, man, Kings are hot. Kings are playing yep. some of the best hockey that we've seen. We talked about that top line, the Kopitar line with Kempe and uh, Quinton Byfield yesterday. Um, this begins a four-game road trip, which sees it conclude. Hang on to your hats. Next Sunday, this might be the game of the week. Los Angeles Kings, New York Rangers. That should be a dandy. Would the Kings kick off the road trip with a game against Columbus and Nationwide tonight? Your thoughts? Well, you know, obviously the Kings are playing great. Um, you know, Gavrikov was disappointed last year by the way that, like, you know, he thought he was going to Boston. and know Columbus was really upset about how that whole thing played out too. But it worked out really well for yeah. him. He ended up in L.A. and he got a long-term contract there. And he's really ha- – and. You know, it's a really good team. Um, you know, the I, I think I'm looking forward to that Kings-Rangers game. Um, you know, it was – there's two of the best teams in the league. The Rangers are really firing. The Kings are really firing. There's there's not a lot to dislike about L.A. right now. And you got Columbus. They're just trying to pick themselves off the mat. Yeah. Uh, beat Boston last week, but then lost to them a couple of days ago, 3-2-1. Uh, so we'll yep. see what happens this evening. Eight games on the go around the NHL. All right, enjoy day two in Seattle, Fridge. We'll, uh, we'll check back on Thursday with you. You know, Jeff, you might be surprised to hear it's raining really hard. And, uh, and, and, no. and, and Bukoskis, he, uh, he, he found this great coffee place 
and we just went to walk there. It's like we basically just took a detour through Prince George, I think. So if I don't make the meetings on time, it's because of Koskis' coffee served here. Hang on. Uh, I love when my stereotypes come to life. So you and Bukowskis are in Seattle. It's raining, and you're finding a coffee shop. Stop the press. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're going to sit down and watch Frasier after this is over. <laughs> oh, very nice. Listen to some Pearl Jam while you're there, bud. Uh, Elliot Friedman from 32 Thoughts and, uh, and, and Hockey Night in Canada.